morning. I am good. Yep, pretty much. Just tell me when you feel ready. You ready? Sure. Good morning. All right, we're going to get started. And, and last week, or the week before when we were here at YMI, we, we jumped out into Psalms 80, and so we're going to leap off with Psalms 80 this morning. If you, if you want to stand, stand with us and as we leap out into the... Uh, with the Lord. for your spirit. Elijah was at the edge of the cave and he wrapped the mantle around his face and he got right up into the darkness and the still small voice of God began to speak to him. And out of that place came a great, a great move of God because what he had thought that he was going to do in the next season wasn't what the Lord necessarily had prepared for him. And so there was a transition that took place. So I'm going to go lay hands on a prophet, a priest, and a king and start a move of the Spirit. And so Lord, we submit all anxiety in this room all fear, all any reprisal, any backlash, anything, Lord, that as we begin to take off and there's a release of the ministry gives, Lord, we pray, give ear, O keeper of Israel, guiding Joseph like a flock, you who have your seed on the winged ones, let your glory be seen. Before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh, let your strength be awakened from sleep. Lord, we ask you to come as our, our Savior, our, bring salvation, Lord, to this geographic region. And she postured us for, for a great awakening. Lord, take us back again, O oh God. Let us see the shining of your face and let us be safe. Lord, God of armies, how long will your wrath be burning against the rest of your people? You have given them the bread of weeping for food, for their drink. You have given them sorrow in great measure. You make us a cause of war among our neighbors. Our haters are laughing at us among themselves. And we ask you, Lord, to take us back again, O God of armies. 
Let us see the shining of your face and let us be saved. You took a vine out of Egypt. You drove, driving it out, driving out the nations and planting it in their hand. You made ready a place for it so that it might take deep root. And it sent out its branches all over the land. The mountains were covered with its shade and the great trees with its branches. It sent out its arms to the sea and its branches to the river. Why are its walls broken down by your hands so that all who go by may take its fruit? It is uprooted by the pigs from the woods, the beasts of the field get their food from it. We ask you, Lord, to come back, O God of armies from heaven and let your eyes be turned to this vine and give your mind to it. Even to the tree which was planted even by your own right hand and to the branch which you made strong for yourself. It is burned with fire. Even in Asheville, it has been cut down and they are made waste by the wrath of your face. Let your hand be on the man of your right hand and on the son of man whom you made strong for yourself. So we will not be turned back from you. Keep us in life and we will give praise to your name. Take us back, O Lord of God of armies. Let us see your shining face and let us be safe. Praise, praise, praise to 
faithful and true holy
wait for your presence Cause if your presence doesn't go with us We will not go, we wait on you church so many times and we wait for your presence oh come and live inside of us we're your temples we're your meeting place oh god we wait upon you even so lord come come temple God we worship you in spirit and truth God come come and live among us come and live among us come and live among us oh God
Offend all our ideas and our ideals, God. All our plans. Oh, make straight, make straight, make straight the highway of our hearts. Make straight, oh God. We want to be living sacrifices to you, God. Living sacrifice. Incense and praise, incense and praise. We want to be living sacrifice, Lord. So we repent, God. We repent. We're trying to burn fuel that you don't want. Oh, we repent, God. We just give you ourselves. Here we are, God. Here we are, God. Here we are, God. Consuming fire. Come down and take us up. Take us up, oh God. And praise, and praise, and praise, and praise, and praise. The God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of David, the God of all these heroes, the God. Saints like he is the one, he is 
rejoices, he rejoices over us. our God, oh, like a mighty warrior, is our God, His voice is like the thunder, oh, it's lightning rolling through the land, He's the Lion of Judah. says he dances over us he dances over us he dances over us he has chosen you 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 he has our God, like a mighty warrior, is our God, and his voice is like the thunder, oh it's rolling through the land, he's the lion of Judah, he's leading us those he's chosen out of the fear of man oh he's a lion of judah he's leading us all he's chosen out of the fear of man oh and he rejoices he rejoices over Here 
fire, Jesus. There's no fear in love. Release fire, Lord. Release fire, Jesus. in us, he is in us, the fire of God, consuming fire of God, he's coming out from within us, oh, he's coming out from within us, oh, it's coming up from your belly, it's coming up from your belly, it's coming up from your belly, he comes within us, we are the doors, we are the doors, we are the doors, it's coming up. It's coming up from your belly. It's coming up from your belly. And upon this revelation, we're free. We're free. Tongues of fire, tongues of fire. Tongues of fire, tongues of fire. Revelation, we're dancing now, we're dancing now, and no enemy could ever shake us, and we're dancing now, and we're dancing now, our faith is in him who can complete us, he's the fire, oh, he's the fire. Put your faith in him, not on me, 
and not on Carol, not on the president, not on America. Oh, upon this rock of revelation. We're dancing now, we're dancing now. No enemy could ever shake us. Oh, oh.
will. Shahi, you have something from the Lord? Just, uh, if you just stand up there and just give the word of the Lord that you have. Like you have some kind of word from the Lord, right? Yeah, okay. Thank you, Lord. Oh.
Man, thank you, Will. <clears throat> okay, so you, here we are again, and here we go again. Um, Job 29. <clears throat> Listen to this word from the Lord. And Job again took up the word and said, <clears throat> If only I might again be as I was in the months which are past, in the days when God was watching over me. When his light was shining over my head and when I went through the dark by his light. I was in my flowering years when my tent was covered by the hand of God while the ruler of all was still with me and my children were around me. When my steps were washed with milk and the rivers of oil were flowing out of the rock for me. When I went out of my door to go up to the town and I took my seat in the public place, the young men saw me and went away and the old men got up from their seats. The rulers kept quiet and put their hands on their mouths and the chiefs. They kept back their words and their tongues were joined to the roofs of their mouth. For when it came to their ears, men said that I was truly happy. And when their eyes saw, they gave witness to me. 
For I was a savior to the poor when he was crying for help, and to the child with no father, and to him who had no supporter. The blessing of him who was near to destruction came on me, and I put a song of joy into the widow's heart. I put righteousness as my clothing, and I was full of it. Right decisions were to make a robe and a headdress. I was eyes to the blind and feet to him who had no power of walking. I was a father to the poor, searching out the cause of him who was strange to me. By me, the great teeth of the evildoer were broken, and I made him give up what he had violently taken away. Then I said, I will come to my end with my children round me, and my days will be as the sand in number. <clears throat> my root will be open to the waters, and the night mist will be on my branches. My glory will be ever new, and my bow will be readily bent in my hand. Men, give ear to me, said Job, waiting and keeping quiet for my suggestions. And after I had said what was in my mind, they were quiet and let my words go deep into their hearts. They were waiting for me as for the rain, opening their mouths wide as for the spring rains. I was laughing at them when they had no hope, and the light of my face was never clouded by their fear. I took my place as the chief, guiding them on their way, and I was a king among his army. But I pray for the revelation of Job 29 and what he knew. I pray that this realm of understanding as us as man and woman would fall on us. Lord, that we would come into this dimension of righteousness and truth. I ask you, Lord, this morning, raise up an army. I ask you to raise up an army all over this land, Jesus. Righteousness and holiness and purity. Raise up the army, Lord, in the nations. Raise up a remnant, Lord. Raise up the remnant now, Lord. We ask you for the remnant to rise. Let the remnant come forth, Lord. Let the remnant come forth, Lord. Let the remnant come forth and breathe into these bones, Lord, and let them live again. Oh, we ask you, let the remnant Oh, we pray, 
covered in blood and oil and leaves my laughter and tears create things unseen atmosphere changes god release my worship is armed with spirit and truth it's sacred accepted and pleasing to We ask you to release the spirit of Elijah on the end time remnant church. Spirit of Elijah. The heart of the Father to the children and the children to the Father. Release the spirit of Elijah. Salvation. Oh. 
shaking the world, and I'm shaking the world. I'm shaking the world, I'm shaking the world. I'm shaking the world, I'm shaking the world. I'm shaking the world, I'm shaking the world. I'm taking away all the things that you can hold on to except for me. I'm shaking the world, I'm shaking the world. You gotta trust me. Oh, you gotta trust me. You gotta trust me. Oh, you gotta trust me. Oh, turn it to the right. Turn it to the left. Only look at me. Only look at me. Only look at me. Only look at me. Oh, you gotta trust me. You gotta trust me. You gotta trust me. seed of faith Usually it's just the smallest step of obedience Put on the armor He's shaking all things Put on the armor He's shaking all things even for us, there's not stuff in the past that we can rely on. We only have him. We only have him. Oh, turn your eyes on him. Turn your eyes. Oh, turn your eyes on him. Turn your eyes on him. Oh, oh. Shaking your life, oh! Sing your praise, oh! It's going out like fire, oh! Lift up the spirit, lift up the sword of truth, lift up the sword of truth, lift up the sword of truth. If you hear scriptures in your head, just say them out loud. It's not for the people around you. Sometimes it's not even for you. It's to get out in the world. It's to get out into the atmosphere. It's what the angels use as darts. It's what the angels use as swords. It's us, his children, believing God, having faith in God, and speaking the reality of God amidst the storm, amidst the shaking, amidst the waves, amidst the fear. Here 
in the way therefore he shall lift up his government he shall lift up his head amen amen, amen. Well, that was awesome yeah everybody did real good today got some angelic orders just got dispatched the war machine is arising the Lord has said that there would be a global intercessory move and he would mobilize the remnant as a war machine and we would go on not in a defensive posture anymore but we would come into a place of offensive tactical strategic angelic warfare so we did really good today it's just a little debrief amen it was awesome you know when you find out what you're made for it's really cool right 
you know, when you're made for something, you've been waiting your whole life to figure out why am I in this flesh suit? And then you find out why you're in it. And then you realize you can be activated. Um, And so we got activated. The underground will begin, um, you know, Yeah, and some of you know this, you've listened to some of the podcasts that I, you know, I put out, but phase five is called Crown Reaper. And, um, <clears throat> and the Lord reminded me this year when Crown Virus, Coronavirus came out, he's like, remember what I said back in the, what, 2011 when we wrote down the phases that would lead to glorified man <clears throat> and, 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 and would be the return of the Lord. And writing that back in 2011 and then we were running meetings over SDA Arden some of you were there during those meetings um, anyways with Crown Reaper though when when the coronavirus came out this year you know the Lord was like I'm going to show up the duplicity and the hypocrisy of the left and right based systems the blue and the red on a global scale and the Lord allowed the the reaper to come because there's a crown coming a global monarchy a, a davidic monarchy where we have a king that's coming back and so crown reaper came to expose the hypocrisy and the lies and the duplicity why because we were never meant to eat from that tree you and I, we are a royal family. We are not of the left and the right. The legitimacy of the left and the right and the illegitimacy, but take the legitimacy, the Lord said, of the blue and the red, mix it together, and you have a purple. You're a royal family, a holy priesthood. You've been called out of darkness into the marvelous light of the Lord, the liberty of God. We cannot eat from that tree any longer. That tree is the judgment tree. Hold in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Don't partake of it. The Lord has allowed Crown Reaper to come to expose it. Why? Because you know that you weren't made for that. If you were truthful with yourself, you'd realize that thing doesn't fit right with any of us. Are we blessed to be a blessing? Yes. Yes, we are. But that day, that, and someone called me yesterday and said, Carol, you're like down the road with this. I said, no, that, that thing's over for man and woman. It's over. You might as well hang the whole thing on the, throw it in the trash can. The whole thing's coming down. There's a king. He's a monarch. He has the right to govern. He has the right over the creation. He has the right over us, and he loves us. Let us give ourselves to this king. That's where your boldness will come from. That's where your lack of fear will come from. The shaking has to come because so many of us have given ourselves over to a tree that is not meant for us to partake of. Let us partake of the tree of life. 
Let us partake of the glory of what Jesus died on the cross for. He went to the judgment tree for us, died for us, and gave us a new life. So let us partake of him and eat from the true word. And let this thing be done with. The underground movement begins today, phase six. I received these phases in 2011. Phase six is taking the subterranean transit. That's the name of it. There is only two orders on the earth, and only one wins. The Melchizedek order and the New World Order. It's over. The whole thing's over, folks. The church is business as usual. It's over. The whole thing's over with. Let me just pronounce it. Prophetically, priestly, and kingly, let me pronounce. The whole thing is, the sham is over. It's a sham. It's a political sham. It's a religious sham, and it's an economic sham, and it's over with. Mankind will cry out for a king. And there is only one true and living king who is infinitely and beautiful and glorious beyond description. This other guy, whoever he is, is a hoax and he's a show off and he's, he has nothing in him. And we will stand against him and tell him that. And, uh, and release the book of Revelation, chapter number five, after Jesus takes the scroll in the heavens, Revelation 4. And so right now, we're in an ascension motif as a people. Get on the ascension, up to the sapphire throne. Where we see him, we will be like him, for we will be like he is. And when we look upon the man on the throne, but listen to this, he's not just a carpenter from Nazareth. Nazareth, excuse me. He's not, he's, he's a king. <laughs> And his kingship, I tell you, it is offensive because he has the right to govern. He has the right over every piece of real estate and us and the cosmos. It's all been given to him by our father. And this is this storyline is about seeing that man who is Acts 321 in retention being brought out from under a retainer and the Father releasing him into his rightful dominion right that he has purchased and his family, which is us. We are his family. So, you know, the whole other bit, it's a sham. It's a, full, it's a ploy of the enemy to distract you and me from our king. It's a ploy. Don't be distracted by the news. Fox or CNN. The Lord said, go tell that fox, Esau, Edomite, Herod, a right-based false Judean system and a left-based false Joseph system. They are both false. They are not of the Lord. Um, all right. Hey, let's take an offering. Um, if you give on PayPal, it's info at OOMZ. That stands for order of Melchizedek.org. If you give in PayPal, if you give in Venmo, it's at Clasternot. That's Clasternot, like astronaut with a CL at the beginning, Clasternot. If you give at Venmo, 
If you give cash, if you make out checks, make them out to OOMZ, which is Order of Melchizedek. And I'm going to bless you, pray over you, and bless you as you give. Jesus, I just thank you for... Listen, I've said this before. The Lord wants everything. He wants our finances. He wants our relationships. He wants our health. He wants everything. And he'll give you more than you could ever give to him. And I pray blessings over you for walking in the dimension of faith and trusting him. In the name of Jesus, amen. Know you're worth it. You're worth all the praise. And here I give it. I give you all my praise. know you're worth it you're worth all the praise and here i give it i give you all my praise and come and have it our praise we long We've got is praise. Come have it our praise. We long for you. No, we've got is praise. You know you're worth it. Here I give it, I give you all my praise. Know you're worth it, you're worth all my praise. Here I give it, I give you all my If you children would like to receive gifts of the Spirit, or any of you want to receive gifts, we're going to lay hands on right now for 
the ministry of, of gifts and Kara, if you'll come forward and if if you want the release of gifts on your life or the release of the spirit on you this was i want to say this was this is a a dramatic shift in your life when the gifts of god come on you and I remember this morning I was actually getting up and the Lord said to me, and I thank you, Brenda, for reminding me from the Lord, but he said he wanted to release the Cullinan 9 today. And are y'all familiar with the Cullinan diamond? Anybody? The biggest diamond ever discovered in Africa was the Cullinan diamond. And it was broke up into nine smaller diamonds. And uh, John Harris had shared this with me a couple weeks ago. He said, he said in the room is, was like a 12-gauge sh- a shotgun, and there would be the, the scattering of the 12-gauge, which stood for apostolic government. But then he said there was also 9 millimeters, and they were going to blow out the windows. And the Lord was going to bring forth the ministry of, of the gifts. And so, does someone have oil on, with them this morning? Did you, you did anybody bring oil? One of the greatest things that happened to me personally was when the Lord baptized me in the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I, you know, we want more, Lord. We got the filling of the Spirit, and I remember... Everything changed for Karen and I. I was flying jet aircraft down in Pensacola, and everything changed for us. Uh, Bri- yeah, that's fine, Brian. Um,
So do this for me. Just put your hands up in there, okay? Because when you receive gifts, you receive them. Okay, we just receive from you, Lord. Don't need to be like weird or anything. We just receive from you, Lord. We receive the activation of your spirit, Lord. We thank you for you activating the gifts, Lord, right here. Activate them in the next generation, Lord. Holy Spirit, we pray you fall on our children. Transform our children. Transform our moms and dads. Transform our families that we walk in the Spirit. Ever living in the Spirit, Lord. That we do not gratify the lust of the flesh, Lord, but we would be, because we are gratified in you. And we're transformed in you. Thank you, Lord. pray hunger on you pray that you would earnestly pursue love but earnestly desire the gifts of the spirit that you would put love as your primary motive of life that you would earnestly desire God's gifts to you diamond like glory of your spirit right now oh love 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 Jesus oh you're so loving Lord you love us with an everlasting love
want to give this to you um, as as we begin to be seated here. I, I want you to hear this um, out of 1 Corinthians 12. I think this has created a lot of confusion in the body, and I, I really want you to, to hear this clearly out of Paul's writing. But about the things of the Spirit, my brothers, it is not right for you to be without teaching. You are conscious that when you were Gentiles in whatever way you were guided, you went after images without voice or power. So it is my desire to be clear about this, that no one is able to say by the Spirit of God that Jesus is cursed. And no one is able to say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. Now there are different qualities given to men, but the same Spirit. And there are different sorts of servants, but the same Lord. And there are different operations, but the same God, who is working all things in all. But to every man, some form of the Spirit's working is given for the common good. For to one, and this is why I want you to hear this, for to one, for to one are giving words of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another, the word of knowledge through the same, same Spirit, to another, faith in the same Spirit. Now, I've named three different gifts there, right? So wisdom, knowledge, and faith. But he says, for it to one. And it says, another. And then he'll say, another. And he says, and to another, the power of taking away disease. And then to another, the power of working wonders. To another, the prophetic word. To another, the power to test the spirits, or we call it the discerning of spirits. To another, divers sorts of tongues. To another, the power of making clear what those tongues are about, making sense out of tongues, okay? All these operations are the one and the same spirit giving to Every man, now listen, severally as he will or as it's unto his pleasure to do it. And I, I just want to say this from this pulpit because this is the way I was taught this by the Spirit of God, and I believe it bears witness. The Lord gives out the gifts severally as he will, meaning that he may give you wisdom, but he may not give you the discerning of tongues. He may give you faith to move out and do expansive moves of faith, but he may not give that to everyone else. He may give you prophecy, the ability to prophesy. He may give you this understanding of how to move in the spirit for healing and to uh, heal diseases. And I say this because I, I believe this is what the Bible bears out. Paul will say... I speak in tongues more than you all, but the Spirit here in 1 Corinthians 12 says he gives these gifts out severally as he will, and we should not highlight just one gift. There are nine. How do I do that? Nine. There are nine gifts, and some people get more of them. Some people, I think, have nine. Some people have one. Some people have some. 
Some people have all. But it says the Spirit of God decides who he'll give them to. It says, as he will. And I want us to be aware of that because at Pentecost, when Peter preached, they heard him, I believe, if I remember correctly, in 16 different dialects. So when he preached in his Galilean dialect, they all heard him in 16 different dialects. They heard him. That's a gift of tongues. Now, there is a gift of tongues in, in the place of intimacy with the Lord. There's the tongues in Corinthians 13 of men and of angels. Um, and so I just, there's a, I'm, it's not my place today, this is not where I'm at, to give a full exhaustive teaching on this, but I wanted to present this. Some people walk around beat up saying, I'm not walking in the gift of God, and actually they've received the gift of God, but they, they, they're not activating in the gift because they're focusing on another gift because they feel like the Lord did not meet them, but he actually has. And he wants to activate those gifts in you. And um, I just want to encourage you in that not to get, some people, I've had people say this a lot to me. I wish the Lord would talk to me like that. Has anybody ever thought that? Or is that just, there he is. You know, I wish God would come and appear to me with an angelic visitation. I wish the Lord would have something fall out of the heavens and show me that he's with me. And the Lord is communicating with you. Remember Moses, he's at a little, sees a little scrubby bush that's on fire. And it says this is very important. He turned aside to see. The activation of the gifts is like that. They're done in humility. So you're going on your life and then you're saying, I'm, I'm walking with you, Lord. And then he turns aside to see and the Lord activates him. It takes an intentionality in the spirit. So we're just saying, Lord, I, I'm looking at you. Because the enemy wants you to look at him, yourself, other people, problems, conflicts, and things like that. Instead of looking at him, there's your activation. There you walk in the spirit. But you may be a person that walks in extreme faith. You may be a person that walks in. I, you're listening to someone speak in tongues. You're like, you hear the whole thing in your language. Um. You may have walked in healing and release healing over diseases and, and things like that. And so uh, I do believe in, in this house that all non-operations will operate. Um, and so you should be able to operate in your gift freely. <clears throat> I, I really want to get into this text. I know we've been through a lot today, and I'm, I, I, I won't us to get into this text and I won't have to spend a long time with this but it's very important because I'm under an assignment from the Lord to preach this message to preach the gospel and I'm in Luke chapter 1 and I ask you to stand with me as we go before the Lord in this sermon I'm going to cover two verses with you and particularly in Luke chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. This is, in context, this is the birth announcement. 
of John the Baptist to Zechariah. Zechariah doesn't have a son, but he's going to have a son named John. And so this is what is being said to him in an angelic encounter. And through him, great numbers of the children of Israel will be turned to the Lord their God. And he will go before his face in the spirit and power of Elijah, turning the hearts of the fathers to their children, the wrongdoers to the way of righteousness, the hearts of the children to their fathers, to make ready a people with hearts that have been turned to the Lord. Let's pray. Lord, well, we've accomplished a lot with you today, and you make this meeting really full. I just pray you'd be with us where our ears can hear you and our spirits can receive what you're saying. Be with these words that they enter into our hearts and they become a part of us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I don't know, I don't know if some of you um, like it or like Facebook, but this week I was... Um, asking the Lord about today's message, and he said, um, call it the Cosmopolite Blueprint. <laughs> and, I, and I said, Lord, you've you, you got these names, and I had to go look it up, which I'm looking it up right now to make sure that I, I tell you what Cosmopolite is, or a Cosmopolitan and I, and I really appreciate what you said, Will, because I believe this word actually goes in as fitting with what you were saying today. A cosmopolitan person is someone or includes or contains a people from many different countries. That's cosmopolitan. Um, that's a, a, a someone who has an experience of multinational relations all over the world. And so I, w- I was, you know, sitting before the Lord saying, okay, Lord, just kind of ex- expand with me on this. And he said, well, and, you know, you know, son, what I mean by this. And I was like, yes, I, last year we were in a meeting and the Lord said, um, it was 2018. He said, I'm going to do a multinational defrag. And um, I don't know if any of you have ever had to defragment your hard drive. But uh, he's like, I'm going to do a multinational defrag because there are connections on a multinational issues within the soul. And, and what I'm wanting to do is bring the multinations together uh, to worship me. And I, I, I'm looking for a people that have this blueprint imprinted on their heart to love all peoples, tribes, and nations, that, that we would love one another, um, that we would be a part of one another, and there wouldn't be differences of color and race, and, it, and even our genders would not be interfering with each other. And I've got to do a defragment on your hard drive, so to speak. I've got to get in there and begin to change some things because of perspective. Because as this, this ministry and this move of God begins to build steam as it will, 
As the order of God on the earth begins to come together, multinational, multinations will begin to worship Jesus together and we'll begin to come together in the spirit of God, in the, in the life of the heart of the Father and we'll begin to become one. Jesus prayed this in John 17, Lord, make them one as we are one. And there's a, there's a blueprint from the Lord that he's imprinting onto us that allows us to receive the perspective of others that are outside of our purview, to receive their different way of viewing things. Remember, he gives the gifts out severally as he will. There's nine of them. There's nine perspectives there. There are nine different ways of looking at things. And we have 190 plus nations and um, cultural relationships and differences in the way that we view life. Um, perspective is... It's huge. And uh, I said, Lord, expand this out to me more. And he says, well, the early adopters are coming. And I, I was like, what does that mean? I put in on the internet again, early adopter. And I found out that early adopter was like a concept that's used in business that when the innovators, which make up 2% of an organization, begin to move out in innovation and pioneering and design, then after that will come the early adopters. And that's 13.5%. And it, it was very important in early adoption, think about this language, the way that you handle the, the children of early adoption that are being brought into your family. And I said, Lord, explain more to me. He's like, by Tuesday, he's like, well, early adoption or this cosmopolite blueprint that I'm imprinting the soul of this remnant with requires two things. And if you take notes, this is what you want to hear me say to you. It requires perception, a new perception, and a new prescription. I had a friend, a friend call me, and because the Lord said, well, no, he said, call him and ask him some questions, and then I'm going to help you to understand what I'm saying to you, son, about perception. And I uh, get on the phone. He said, oh, man, we were listening. Me and my wife was listening to your podcast last night, and she got kind of like spun out on it and said, I can't listen to this anymore. And so she goes into the back room, or no, he goes into the back room, puts on his ear pods, and is listening to the message, and um, she's in there, and I guess the Lord moved on her, and she's like journaling, and he, he says that he, he comes back in later, and she like filled this journal with this just brilliant, beautiful work from the Lord because she had been encountered by the Lord, and he said, let's just talk about this. Let's, let's talk about why are you having a problem with the podcast? Because in the podcast they were listening to was one I have. It's called Triple E Light. And in it, what happens is the Lord says to me before the meeting starts, he said, don't be demonstrative, demonstrate my spirit by light. And I've, I've shared this with some of you, but I had been, been in the darkness for so long and I'd seen one time a little ray of light, not a ray, just it was a pixel. And it comes through the darkness and I see this pixel and I'm in worship at our house and I'm just like, oh, one pixel. The Lord's like, this is at seven 20p, this isn't 1080p, this isn't 4K, it was one pixel. And I was undone. And I was in this meeting, he said, release the pixel. 
And I said, oh, one pixel. He's like, just release one pixel. And he said, just step across the veil where you've been hanging out and let the people receive a pixel of light. And man, in that podcast, you can hear people, I guess I've ever listened to it, but you hear people, I heard people that night, this missionary had come in, he falls out on the ground from Africa. This other person, light hits them, and they say they get shattered into a million pieces and come back together. Another person said a weight that they've been carrying for years, their whole life was gone. And I'm like, really? One pixel of light from the heavens is impacting them. And then Or says, now teach them Hebrews chapter 6, the last one-third of it, about the priest, Jesus, the pioneer, who went in after the order of Melchizedek and went in behind the veil for us and, you know, pierced the veil. He said, teach it to them now because they had received a demonstration. And my friend and his wife were listening to that message. And he brings her back in, and I'm, I'm, listen, I'm talking about perception. And he says, let me help you, honey, with this message. He said, you know, Carol, he'll just jump out there. He doesn't know what he's doing. And she, he says to her, he says, have you not ever moved out in faith? She's like, yes, I'm, she's the one that moves out in faith. I move out in faith. He's like, well, that's all he's doing. And he didn't know that people were going to start yelling and doing all kinds of stuff. He don't know ever what's going to happen. I just admit that in leadership that we don't know what we're doing. Follow the Lord, you know. And she said, oh, I like that. I really like that. I really love what they're doing now. You see what it was, though? It was perception. Once he had guided her perception to how she could identify she was ready to receive a prescription. See, a lot of us, and this is happening in these kind of meetings and things, people, they don't want to get engaged because of perception. And so the early adopters are going to come in, and so I said, well, how can we solve the elephant in the room? Because apparently there's an elephant in the room unless you get involved in great, like, movemental works and everybody's just there. There's an elephant in the room saying, how do I connect to this? And how, do I, how does my person connect up? And, 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 and how, can I be, how can I get into knowing who I really am in Christ? I mean, you already have the enemy coming after you. You already have to deal with your social dynamics in your families. You're already dealing with just life every day. And then so to get into a meeting like this, it takes some guts. <laughs> I just want to say that for all of you today. I just bless you for having some, my dad calls it bulldog tenacity, but just having some tenacity to stand against the way the world's going and saying, I want to get involved with the Lord in something that the perception might be. I might have to align my perception. I will say this, and I, I believe this with all my heart. Jesus, the way he is, might not be exactly the way we are. And one of the big things that comes at us in this perception is, think about when they're crossing in the little boat, what's their perception? 
Jesus says, get in the boat. They just fed 20,000 people. What? Go to the other side. He gives them a command. People don't like that to start out with either. The Lord says, go to the other side. Don't tell me what to do. You know, I don't believe I'm sitting with people like that, but resistance in the soul to say, hey, you don't tell me what to do. Jesus says, go to the other side. And they're like, okay, we're the company of the Lord. He just fed all those people. We probably should listen to him. They get in the boat, right? They're sitting in the boat. And what happens? The storm comes. The wind and the waves. Someone, someone wrote me this morning, um, button down the hatches before the meeting. I, I said, is that the prophetic word of the Lord? Yes. I was like, I'm thinking, oh, no, <laughs> button down the hatches. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, Lord. He's like, no, button down the hatches. They're in the button down the hatches mode, right? And the Lord's saying, hey, Lord, what are you doing? He's like, I was counting sheep. You know, I was, he's counting all of us. He was sleeping. He said, what are you doing? He's, what are you doing? Get up. Don't you know we're going to drown? And what does the Lord do? He has the power over the wind of the waves. And he says, what? Peace be still. He had a different perception. He said, oh, you guys are little faith. What is he saying? Receive my prescription. I asked the Lord again. I said, please help me again. Give me another understanding of this for this blueprint that comes out of the heaven on a multinational level that all these different perceptions are going to align in this end times. I was like, help me again. He said, remember the flight surgeons that flew in the Air Force with you guys? And I said, yeah, flight surgeons. He's like, yeah, you know, because we had jet guys in the Air Force. NASA has them. The Army has them. And we have what was called flight docs or flight surgeons. So they, they could both fly, but they could also do surgery. And or said, there's another example of what I'm saying for the early adopters. Perception, flight. Prescription, the doc. He's like, in these early adopters, I, I want them to receive my perception. I think Jesus can be very offensive. Like, he's like, this is how I think about family. And you're like, huh, I, di I didn't know that. I had someone recently tell me that when he had first got married, they had some adopted, there were some adopted children. And he said that his wife said, to him, aren't you going to correct that? It was his, his new wife said, aren't you going to correct that issue with your child? And um, he said, what issue? <laughs> he had been raised so poorly and suffered so much that he didn't even know that that was an issue. You see what I'm getting at? Sometimes we don't know, like, hey, dads, we're supposed to do family devotions. We're supposed to lead our families in prayer and worship. We're supposed to be gentle and not harsh. There's these things about it. We're supposed to be bold as a lion and courageous and go and, and, and take up the work that he's given us and lead our families. The Lord's got an idea of what manhood and womanhood really is meant to look like, and it's found in the spirit. It's found in his spirit. But then what happens when someone else begins to weigh in on your life 
and starts to look at something from a different perception. Now, those of you that have been in relationship with other people, have you ever noticed that maybe they don't have the same view on things that you do? Has that ever happened to anybody, or is that just me? I'm like, honey, what are you talking about? I never even thought of that. It's a different perception, and I, and I believe in humility. We need to come into a place where we're submitting our perception to the Lord and saying, Lord, what are you saying among us and saying to one another, and can we hear what's being said out of the voice of other people? Because someone has wisdom. Someone has knowledge. Someone has a tongue. Someone has a discerning of tongues. Someone has this, and, and these nine gifts, they have a different perception. One of the richest things, and... and this is wonderful being in this ministry. I get to hear a lot of y'all's perception. And what you love is when it all agrees. I've had so much agreement. And I'm like, I wish that they knew what that person said and that one did and because it all matched. We have, we've had tremendous agreement already. We're not so willing to listen to someone bring us a prescription if we don't believe them. You don't go to the doctor if you ever go to one because you don't think he knows what he's going to say to you or what she's going to say to you. You go there because you believe they have some kind of understanding that you don't have. And he says, well, I'm going to give you this prescription. He's readily people just receive it. Sometimes they get a second opinion. There's a great move coming on the earth of a remnant that's going to become one. And there's going to be other perceptions, and we're going to have to humble ourselves and hear the word of the Lord through the voice of other people and the demonstration of God and what they're showing us to model for us who he is. What is the purpose of this? And, and I'll close this morning. It's the spirit and power of Elijah. Why? Because the Lord is calling the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to their fathers. You know, those of you and many of you in here raise children, that is not the easiest thing in the world to do. I don't know how many times I've moved for discipline and completely missed it. And you're like, well, that wasn't exactly where I was coming off at. And I'm like, oh, man. Uh, I remember one time... Manasseh, he got in trouble, and, and I just had an either-or perspective, and he presented three to me. <laughs> and I felt like the worst jerk in the world because I had just like, it's either this or that. But he was in another dimension with his thought, and he said, but this is what I was doing, Dad. And I was like, oh, no. Why, why does this matter? That, why does this matter? Because we can move across boundaries with people and move in a wrong way, and it creates conflict among us. It isolates us, and it gets us out of community with one another. Because our ears need to be open and be sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord over our families, especially in our families, to discern what the other person is really saying. What are they really coming? Where are they really coming from? Can we hear them? There's... There's a, a way, and there's a way. Some people have a high theory of atonement called reward theory. So what they do in reward theory is they have a high view of rewards but a low view of sin. Then you have governmental theory, and you have a high view of sin but a low view of reward. But the, 
not a theory, but the, what Jesus walked in was called penal substitutionary atonement. He didn't stand back offish and say, you don't get it, therefore I don't like you or I do, governmental theory. Or, hey, man, let's just jump in and do it all together and it don't matter what you do. We don't care if you sin against everybody. Reward theory. Jesus comes in and says, let me model for you. Let me model for you the love of a father by laying my life down for you and model for you how you should be. Atonement theory that works. This is how you turn the heart of the father to the children and the children to the father. You model, disciple, you love, you get in the midst and say, now look at you what you just did. See how wrong that is, governmental theory. Reward theory, hey, it don't matter. Here's $1,000, have a trip. And then the kid's out doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, And right? The word says, model my love. Let's stand together. The spirit of Elijah's, spirit of Elijah's coming on the remnant to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children of the father. Was the Baptist a man of truth? Was the Baptist a man of truth? Did he not call it like it was? But the man bled love. He lost his head for it. He was a loving father figure in that day. He loved and loved and loved. When he called Herod and his family out in sin, he did it for love. He knew that it was corrupting the empire. He knew that it was wrong. It wasn't helping anybody. It wasn't bringing connection between families. It was dislocating our families and breaking our families apart. The Lord wants our families restored. The great end time move of God. Listen to this, Matthew 17, Jesus is transfigured. He says, hey guys, don't talk about this until I'm resurrected for Elijah's coming and he will restore all things. The spirit of Elijah will come on the earth in this end time and restore our families and cause us to love one another. But we need a perception to see the other person where they're at so that if we have the prescription, which is the gospel, and to bring it forward in love, they'll receive it. They'll receive the engrafted word. They'll receive transformation. They'll receive wholeness into their person. And they'll gladly say, oh man, I need him. We need this in our, with our children, with our friends, with our, uh, our spouses. If we're not married, we need this in our relationships, in our jobs, business, our community, to model the love of the Father. Now I'm going to just, this is a ministry thing right here. But uh, How do I do this, Lord? Because I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I do. If you need divine wisdom this morning for an issue in your family that you can't seem to get rectification on, um, I want you to come forward. It's, it's, it's an issue in your family, and you want to see this issue restored or repaired, and you want to come forward, and you just want to say, I want this made right in my family. I want to ask you to come forward to stand in faith, believing with the Lord that he's going to give you the wisdom that you need to bring healing in your family. God's going to bring healing to your situation. If you've got something this morning, don't hold back. I'm talking unsaved. 
I'm talking, you can't seem to ever get the situation right. You keep running up against the stops with a certain party and it just keeps causing you problems and there's something missing and you need a new perception. I want you to come forward. Please don't hold back. Don't hold back in this because the Lord will meet you right here. Husbands, wives, spouses, problems, family. I can't seem to get a breakthrough with my child. I don't understand it. I keep running up against something that keeps blocking me. And I want them restored to the Father. And I don't want this going on in my family anymore. I'm going to ask the Lord this morning to give you a... Um, he was at the woman of the the woman at the well. I don't know if y'all have seen the movie The Chosen. It's such a beautiful film. When he meets her, she gives him five objections, and he keeps coming back to her. Listen, people that are created, you're having problems with. Most of them have a series of objections. Don't let love stop you from going again. Go again for love go again for love no but they'll push me off and mistreat me again go again for love some of you've moved out and most of us I think you get one objection and you're just like shy away I know that's how I lived most of my life one objection was about all I could take what about two objections three objections four objections five objections Jesus says even 70 times 7 I don't want to overwhelm you it's 490 a day of objections People are going to object, but what happens to you in this is love starts to really get a hold of you. You know what we're pushing for in these meetings? You know why we run up, we'll hit up, we'll run up against the stops together? Because we're saying he loves us, and we're like, I'll run again to you. And man, he likes it. He's so happy with all of y'all today. We run up against it again, and the enemy's saying, no, he don't love you. No, you're going to be rejected again if you try to love again. His Lord's like, no, go for love again. Wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. This wisdom, but also an innocence. Lord, I pray right now for your spirit. Release the spirit of Elijah. Release the spirit of Elijah. Release the spirit that brings our families together. I pray, Lord, right now that you would pour down the spirit of Elijah. Who cause our fathers and our mothers, our families to be restored. I pray that we would not draw back. I pray, Lord, that when you give us this divine wisdom to reach out to the person that's hurt us so many times that we would run again. That we would run because you're with us and you'll be with us in this. I pray that we would run up against the stops, push through the stops, and go through again. Who is it? Who is it that the Lord can get to? That the Lord can get to anyone that he's deemed to through your life. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't withdraw. Don't withdraw. My soul has no pleasure in those that draw back. Don't draw back. Make a phone call. Send a card. Go visit them. Listen to them. Let them unload on you. Let it feel the pain. Love them again and love again and love again. And let there be the release, the release of the demonic powers that has come against your brothers and sisters. You don't wrestle with flesh and blood. You're not wrestling with flesh and blood. 
That's not what's going on. There's an enemy that's trying to stop you from reaching in to someone and really rectifying change in their life. Lord, release this on the end time remnant right now. And I pray, release it on you in power. All that we would love again and again and again and again and again. And that we would go so much into love that it would be like Abram that the Lord had to put him to sleep. <laughs> he said, that's enough, I'm gonna take over now. That like Adam, when he needed to help me, the Lord said, put him to sleep because I'm gonna raise up one suitable for him. Lord, that you would raise up what we couldn't do within ourselves, but we would run for love. Lord, I pray this whole group of people would come in opposite spirit and for healing and deliverance and salvations and we'd come in, in our finance and our homes and we'd come in opposite spirit. Save our lost loved ones. Again, Lord, as you said, a great multitude, even beyond 10,000 this week, would come forward out of this love. I pray, Lord, as you're beginning to mobilize for evangelism, those of you called into evangelism and those of us who are called to do the work of an evangelist, great evangelism and great release for evangelism will come on our hearts. Brian Weatherman, I just pray God's spirit down on you as he touches you and Brando for evangelism. I pray because this time is coming where your heart has cried out to him and you will have the reward and the fruit Y'all's labor in the field, you will see a great reward, and I bless you with that reward. I know that you're like a horse in the stalls waiting to be let go. The Lord told me that this morning. I know that you're ready to march. And I pray, Lord, for this great discernment, Lord, and a great move of your spirit that is coming upon us. And may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord... Make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Bless you today. Amen. There is a garden in the void in the desert of space. Yeah. A speck of blue dust in the vacuum of hate. So we drive to